Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. This is Primetime on Football Friday. 1080 The Fan. We're going to ring that championship bell. 60 minutes. Let's open up the whole can of kick ass and kill them all. Let the paramedics sort them out. Ready? This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. On 1080 The Fan. Welcome in just after 5 o'clock on an absolutely gorgeous Friday evening uh, into the 80-degree uh, mark today. I think tomorrow they said it's going to be the hottest. We could break a record temperature. It's going to be 84, 85 tomorrow, and that just feels bizarre. We're almost, to, like tomorrow, essentially, we'll be at the halfway point of October and we're in the 80 degree. I like I haven't even broken out pants yet. This is just insane. If this is global warming, bring it on. Let's go. One man's global warming is another man. Hey, this is great in October. It's great right <laughs> now. I think the fear is if this is what it's like now, what will it be like in 40? Uh, you know, years? we got some hurricanes that we got to deal with, some natural disasters and whatnot, but hey, it's October and I can wear flip-flops and shorts. This is wonderful. I it is wild how much things have changed because I, I've I'm born and raised in Portland. I've yeah. lived in Portland almost my entire life. When we were kids, I think we could remember like, oh, a ninety degree day. Like you could actually run through a sprinkler. Holy cow, that's only happens, you know, a handful of times a year. Now we have consecutive double digit days in a row of ninety degrees. Yeah, did we not break a record for a consecutive day in, streak of ninety plus? In September and October when school started, you were wearing jackets and pants because it was raining and we're talking about 80 degrees. I don't remember. There weren't consistently always 80 degree days in the heat of the summer I don't in think Portland. That, I don't think and the there, fact that now we're 80 degrees consistently or 70 degrees consistently through September and October is a little bit scary. I feel like that as well. But at the same time, like I realize that the older I get, I don't remember anything correctly. Like you think about what like your envision, your, like what you envision your childhood as. I was I was helping a buddy of mine move some furniture today in for his parents and we were at so I was I saw his childhood home out in battleground today and we were talking about this like the way you remember your home or like he he's like man I thought my bedroom was like big and then you look at it now and it looks like a, a closet so I always think about that too like when I was growing up I don't remember it really being hot here I remember October being like cold and rainy and I don't know. I I I need someone to like show me. I'm open to the eye. Like I'm I'm with you. It well, the feels, records keep getting broken. It so feels like some truth it feels like it. it's getting hot. But like, is it is it a year to year thing? Is it every single year? It right, gets right, right. Is, is it changing? Is it trending up consistently? It feels or is this like a hot that. year. It yeah. feels like that. I'm with you. It feels like every single year we're like God. It feels like it's getting hotter and hotter. But at the same time, then we also have years where I feel like, oh my God, I can't believe it's raining in July. So I don't know. Where's the just give me give me someone with like a farmer's almanac that can tell me what the hell is going on. Here's what here's what I would say. 
I know for a fact that it used to be that every time we went to go get pumpkins, every time we had boots for right? going, going yeah, to get pumpkins. Always. We just wore tennis shoes today with my daughter for her preschool because there was no concern whatsoever about her feet getting muddy because the ground was dry yeah. because it was hot. And that was, the, I mean, you were caked in mud going to the pumpkin patch. I went to go put up the Halloween inflatables in the front yard the other day and couldn't put the spikes in the ground because it was rock solid hard. Mm. Yeah, when's the last time we had like a lot? Like, I don't remember. I know we had some sprinkles. We had a little bit of rain like last week. We have, but, we've had some sprinkles in the evening. But I don't feel like we've really had any kind of like sustained rainfall forever. That being said, watch it rain for like the next nine months. Someone said, are we actually complaining that, about it being nice? No, but at the same time, you also don't want this to turn into like, you know, 10 years from now, are we going to be like, are we going to be Phoenix? You know, there is something to be said for it. The reason the Pacific Northwest is so beautiful is we do get some rain. You know, rain is good from time to time. And like, I don't feel like the state burned as much this year. Like, I know we had some fires, but I feel like in years past, I feel like the whole thing has gone up. Like, did we did? Well, like, we didn't have Dip S's firing fireworks right? into the state parks. There was more, there was a lot more awareness. Now. Yes. So it, if everyone has consistent normal activity from what they did during the rainy season, uh, when it's really hot and dry, yeah, you're going to have a lot of fires. I think everyone went, remember last summer how the sky was bright red right? for like an orange for like three weeks straight through most, we of, that, right? through most of the city? Like, <laughs> let's try not to do that. So everybody went like, yeah, let's oh, put yeah. our fireworks yeah, let's, let's not And then it down. we didn't have a bunch of fires. But that doesn't necessarily mean like the land is healing itself. <laughs> I don't think that's it either. But it's a nice thought. It's a nice thought. All right, let's get to the hot five and five. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot 5 at 5. That's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Number 5. Let's just go through, we'll call this like a the NFL news and notes, some injury reports. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Michael Thomas out for the Saints. Uh, Dak Prescott listed as questionable. Cooper Rush is going to start. That's a bit of a bummer to me. I was really hoping we could get Dak in this game because I think Philadelphia, Dallas, like that's got the potential to kind of be one of those, hey, best team in the NFC, and, and now you're getting Cooper Rush, and I'm not certain that Cooper Rush is going to be able to do much against Philly, although you're not a Philly believer. I, you're a little soft on the Eagles. I think, I think Philly is very good. I think we need to pump the brakes on Philly being the, the team in the NFC. I think they've beaten the Lions, the Cardinals, the Commanders, and the Jaguars. So it's been an absolute murderer's row. <laughs> One of the really interesting things about this game is the, the Eagles starting two corners in terms of uh, NFL grade right now, in terms of like pass defense grade, you are better off throwing the ball directly into the ground and spiking it than you are at throwing at either of them because they have interceptions and haven't given up very many yards. So you're better off grade-wise. You, you get a higher grade spiking the football than you would be throwing at Number either of their four. two corners. Could be a problem for people. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers off the injury report. His thumb's okay. He's going to start against the Jets. And then uh, Teddy Two Gloves and Tua, both far, full participants on Friday, but Tua won't play. Is a chance, though, possibly that Teddy Two Gloves could, could, could go, and that would spare us another week of the horror show that is Skyler Thompson. Uh, that Daniel Snyder report about having dirt on owners, including Jerry Jones, would Jerry respond to it saying, that's news to me. I love that this was one of the headlines on ESPN. 
what would you like Jerry Jones? Like, like they battered Jerry Jones with questions today about what sort of dirt does Daniel oh Steidel have on you? And, and Jerry Jones was like, I don't know. If he has dirt on me, it's news to me. I so bad want this Daniel Snyder thing to go down. I oh, want, want it all out. I want it all oh, it'll be out there. It'll be up. Jerry Jones, I guarantee you, it's like, which dirt? You know, it's like, what What do you think he has? And it's like, I don't know. Is he talking about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday? Is it of pictures of the wet work? Yeah, I mean, do it. Give it to me. I, I guarantee you he's done hundreds of things that well, Al Michaels yesterday on the broadcast and from the NFL loved it. They were like, I'm sure they all, the NFL just wants uh, Daniel Snyder to sell. Not going to happen. The, the whole thing is Daniel Snyder wants to turn this team over to his kids, which is still years and years away. They were talking that maybe a, a settlement could be reached where he just steps away, lets his wife run it. Basically, he runs it as a de facto puppet master. And then years down the road, he just hands it over to his kids and quietly goes away. But Bruce, or, uh, Daniel Snyder is not going away without a fight on this one. Speaking of not going without a fight, I saw that uh, Russell Westbrook back in the news. The Lakers have a, their final preseason game today. The Blazers have already played theirs. They open up next week regular season against the Kings, but they are going to stick uh, Russell Westbrook with the second team. They're going to experiment with Russ coming off the bench, which I'm sure is going to go well. And speaking of things that I want to see blow up in a colossal fashion, I want the Lakers in this Russell Westbrook and Patrick, Patrick Beverly situation. I want it to turn into the Real Housewives of Los Angeles. Well, it, it probably will. We're, we're not that far away in, in the hierarchy. Westbrook is not that far away from what I like to call Kanye and Kyrie tier. Yes. Uh, he's like two steps below that. him to like hate the Jews or something but in he's, Instagram post. He's pretty close. He's I mean, waving he's, off people in huddles and not, and then he's trying to give horse crap explanations. I just want to see him come off the bench in a preseason game. I just, I just want to see how it goes in a preseason game where they're like, hey, Russ, why don't you just uh, come off the bench here? Uh, Deshaun Watson, he now is facing a 26th lawsuit uh, from the 2020 massage instance. This one coming from a different woman uh, and a separate attorney. But I, I will say about the Deshaun Watson stuff, at this point, does any of it matter? Like, if you're a Cleveland Brown fan, it feels like every single week you get more and more Deshaun Watson defenders. And if you're not a Cleveland Browns fan, most of us think that he's a sexual predator and a total creep. So whether he has 10 more women come forward or one more woman or nobody else, does it really matter at this point? They're not criminal investigations or civil lawsuits. I honestly feel at this point that Deshaun Watson just is what he is. Like, I said this before. It was like there were 16 and then the 17th one when I was on the show. And it was like, oh, this is going to be the straw that broke the 17th one. And they all deserve to be taken seriously. That's not, we're not making fun. We support the victims. But at the same time, whether it's, once you get over like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, is it really going to matter whether it's 27 or 45? I don't think the league cares. But in fact, we know they know. It's just this idea that people are like, oh, my God, another woman came forward, and this one has a different attitude. Who cares? Honestly, either you believe the 25 women that accused him, and I do, I think he's a total scumbag, or you don't, and you're a, Brands, a Browns fan, and I swear every week they come up with new, more offensive signs that they're posting in support of Deshaun Watson. It's an absolute horror show. He's going to be back, what, in week 12. Like, the battle lines have been drawn. At this point, Deshaun Watson you're either for or against. I don't think there's a lot of middle ground in a 26 or 27 to 28 of them. Turning to Major League Baseball for number one. Three games on the slate. Uh, of course, the Yankees and the Guardians had game two rained out last night. It's supposed to be an NL day today. 
but they made up their game, and uh, Cleveland able to tie up that series. They won that in extra innings as Oscar Gonzalez uh, knocked in Jose Ramirez to beat the Yankees in 10-4-2. The Philadelphia Phillies absolutely curb-stomped the Atlanta Braves 9-1 on the back of a couple home runs. Hoskins and Harper both had shots in that one. And then tonight in the nightcap, we've got the Dodgers and the San Diego Padres. Uh, that one will turn now. Uh, that's a 1-1 series. So that's going back to San Diego for game three. And that should be tonight starting, uh, what, FS1. And that looks like a first pitch at, what, 537. So just here in just a few moments. Uh, when we come back, we will set your uh, schedule here for a fun week of college football. And then Joey Harrington joins us at 530 for his weekly chat it's a football Friday here, primetime on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Each football weekend is a delicate balance. This is your fault. <gasps> you're costing me and you're ruining you know there'll be must-watch games, as well as snoozers, but you also have the honey-do list to tackle. Leave me alone. I'm a happily married man. There's no way you're happy. You have two kids. Your wife is a disaster. I'm going to take matters into my own hands. I will show her this. She will divorce you. You will become my brother forever. That's why Isaac and Souk are here to set your DVR. Brought to you each Friday by Laurelwood Brewing Company. Bringing great food and award-winning beer to Portland and beyond for 21 years. A look, a pretty good slate here on uh, College Football Saturday. Now, this is going to be uh, skewed for me. I'm going to have to set some uh, DVR uh, reminders here to record some stuff because I will be up in uh, Seattle. I'm going up to Game Three with the uh, the big fella. So that is, I think, a one o'clock first pitch. So I'm going to miss most of uh, College Football Saturday, but I'll uh, I'll have the DVR set. And I've got this thing, you know, the little skip ahead button, like the 15 second interval. It's magical. You tape a game. And you can get through a game in, like, 30 minutes. It's like when they do that, like that the Pac-12 network does that. Whether they do, like, the Pac-12 and 60 or whatever, they condense the game, get rid of all the commercials. You can get through a lot of football that way. You picked a weird weekend to go watch baseball. Well, I didn't have a choice. It's not like I told the Seattle Mariners to have a game this Saturday. It's better than next weekend. I got UCLA-Oregon next weekend. That's the one I want to see. But there are some good ones. 
And by the way, depending on what happens here, this may end up being like a seven versus eight, seven versus nine next week. Because remember, Oregon, UCLA don't play. There's a bunch of teams in the top ten that could have a loss and some that are going to be forced to starting off with nine o'clock. The big nooner on Fox is number 10 Penn State at number five Michigan. And I'm not certain necessarily about either one of these as being full-fledged national championship teams. Neither one of them have been really tested, so I think this is kind of one of those separation games. But I think I trust Michigan at home a little more than I do Penn State. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. I, I think the winner of that game emerges as obviously the real threat to Ohio State. But I think either way, Ohio State's going to take care of them. I, I so it like doesn't that. matter. You're, you're, Ohio State's they're, rolling. They're, they're battling for second. And then the 12:30 slate. I don't know what you do with three games going on at once. They're all unreal. Well, the nine o'clock is pretty good because you got Auburn at number nine, Old Miss. Old Miss still undefeated. Auburn sucks. I know, but you got they Auburn. beat Mercer though. <laughs> One, and this could be the Brian Harson uh, fire watch. If Old Miss lays one on them, they may just fire his ass already. Uh, also at nine o'clock on ESPN two, number nineteen Kansas at Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma is favored by nine in that game. And I know Kansas is without their quarterback. They're going with that uh, Jason Bean, who actually looked pretty good against TCU. I don't think that's a guaranteed Oklahoma win. I think the way Oklahoma's playing right now, I think Kansas has every chance to go in there. Kansas plus nine is a good bet. It makes sense. I don't know if it'll win for sure, but it's a good bet. Over on the Big Ten Network, number 24, Illinois, only lost once on the year. And then a Minnesota team that's only lost once as well. So actually a pretty good nine o'clock slate of games there. Skipping ahead, uh, like you said, into that 12:30 slot game of the week, probably. Well, not probably. This is where game day is going to be. Number three at uh, number three Alabama at number six Tennessee. I'm calling it right, and this one's over on CBS. Bryce Young game time decision with that sprained shoulder. If Bryce Young doesn't play, Tennessee beats them. Oh, all right. Yeah, I think Alabama wins either. If uh, I just was really unimpressed with with Milrow last week, and I just feel like when you watch him play. That seems like a, a guy right now that the moment's a little too big for him. Seems a little frantic, and I don't know if you've seen Tennessee play. I think Tennessee's got some dudes. Tennessee has better receivers than Alabama. I think they have as good, if not a better, offensive line. And if it's Milrow versus Hooker, they have the better quarterback. This is not the same Alabama team that we're used to seeing. And it's not your traditional pretender Tennessee team. Either. No. They have pieces. Alabama does not have as many pieces as normal. It's going to be a good matchup. I still think, I think Alabama wins it by I think that's how it shaped up. But this Alabama team is very beatable, and I bet they lose somewhere. And then uh, also at 12, they're, like you said, three of these. Uh, the second one, Oklahoma State, number eight in the country, undefeated, at number 13, TCU, also undefeated. So that one has big implications in the Big 12. And keep an eye on this for the Pac-12. You know, we're assuming that Ohio State gets in, right? You're assuming that the SEC champ gets in. And then Clemson right now appears to have a bit of a cakewalk into the college football playoff. It leaves one spot. And if you're the Pac-12 and you potentially could beat each other up, you need the Big 12 to start beating each other up. Because the worst thing that could happen to the Pac-12 is an undefeated Big 12 champ. That would be... Bump you. That, yeah, that would really be... Uh, that would be a fly in the ointment. So however you want this to shake out, Oklahoma or TCU, you need some Big 12 teams to start stacking up some losses. And then uh, 1230 over on the ACC Network, uh, number 15, NC State, at undefeated, number 18, Syracuse. The fighting Mike Lynch's. I haven't seen a lick of Syracuse play at all. The thing about Syracuse is they're ranked. Yeah. (laughs) Right? I don't know. No one's watched. And guess what? They probably haven't played anybody, which is why they're undefeated. As soon as they play somebody real. And remember, my, my team, my sleeper team this year, 
uh, for a team that could be better than people think was NC State. And they hung with, yeah. but uh, they, they got that loss already. Freaking, I need someone to knock off Clemson. Please, just anyone. It was a good game. That was the team that I said they could get them. Well, and, and, and Clemson looked a little shaky at the start of the year, but DJ Ui Ungalalele, if I said that correctly, is actually starting. That is not close. It's not close? That's close. I believe it is DJ Ukulele. <laughs> what is it? He's right. No. I Go. DJ Ui Ungalalele. I was close. You said Ungalalele or something like that. You added an extra leg. I added and you an know extra what? leg. That's the story of Souk. Extra leg. <laughs> Jumping ahead to uh, two thirty, if you moving on, if you care, Arizona at Washington, a big one for Washington after losing two in a row. And by the way, look out on that because Arizona State with a basically a walk on quarterback through all over Washington, and Arizona can actually sling the rock a little bit. Oh yeah, Arizona's winning that. Game. Yeah, keep an eye on that. Uh, Four o'clock, ESPN, LSU at Florida. Both of those unranked. Uh, go figure that. Uh, by the way, go Florida. I love watching LSU and Brian Kelly lose. Uh, over 4.30 ABC, we got number four Clemson at Florida State. Does Florida State have anything to offer Clemson, or are they just that much better than everyone in the ACC? No, I, if Florida State plays well, they've got a couple of really nice receivers, uh, both former Ducks, one a verbal commitment, one a transfer. But they, when they're healthy, Florida State can play well. They've had a couple hiccups the last couple of weeks, but uh, it wasn't that long ago people were saying they're the pride of the state of Florida. So if they put it together, they've got a chance. Uh, SEC Network 430, number 16, Mississippi State, number 22, Kentucky. I'll say this. I've watched them play a couple times. Keep an eye on Mississippi State. Mississippi State's a one-loss team, number 16. I'm not saying that they're going to win the SEC or whatever. Mississippi State's got a chance to cause some problems for people. They could be one of those teams that spoils some years. they got Will Rogers at quarterback. They've got a running game, and their defense is playing well. Mike Leach has something going on down there in Starksville. That should be a good game against Kentucky. Uh, we got Stanford at Notre Dame. Who cares? And then in the Pac-12. Can we believe it? Stanford at Notre Dame. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, just the college football landscape has pivoted away from those guys. Yeah, they're just not relevant. Uh, game of the week in the Pac-12. It'll be 5 o'clock on Fox. That's USC, 7th in the country. On the road at number 20, Utah. That's a big one. If Utah wants to get back in the conversation of the Pac-12, this is a must-win. It's going to be an emotional game. They're honoring their two fallen teammates from last year. Rice Eccles is going to be jumping. And you said styles make fights. Utah's got the style to give USC some problems. It's going to be a fun one. Definitely. And then uh, I like this one, a battle of, I think, two coaches that are doing uh, more with less than just about anyone in the conference. I love both of these programs right now. I love the coaches, and that's going to be Jonathan Smith and Oregon State hosting. Jake Dickert in Washington State. That one's going to be 6 o'clock on the Pac-12 network. And I think Nolan is a game-time decision on that one. Who cares? Well, I mean, I, I hope he's healthy, but do you honestly think it matters? I Goldbrunson is about as good. I, I They're think, both I not think, good. I think Nolan The more with chance. less bowl, we'll see who wins. Well, and, and Cam Ward has to start playing better. If, if Cam Ward this was playing... This is a playing, football Friday edition of Primetime. <laughs> if Cam Ward was playing yeah. up to his capabilities, I think there's a good chance that... Well, I think Washington State is possibly undefeated or at least a one-loss team. Who would have thought the defense was going to be carrying that team when we heard all about Cam Ward and this new offense? But they've done a great job there at Washington State. Um, so I think that one is uh, is going to be a good one. Six o'clock on the Pac-12 Network. There's your schedule for college football this weekend. We come back. Joey Harrington joins us for his weekly chat. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. It is a gorgeous Friday. It is 530, and that means it is time for one thing and one thing only. He joins us each and every Football Friday, our friend Joey Harrington. Live, I hear from, uh, you down at Jordan Hare right now? You got some eligibility left? Uh, actually, let's work on your pronunciation here. Uh, it is Jordan Hare. Jordan? <laughs> Jordan? <laughs> that is that is how it is pronounced. Is it really? Don't ask me why. I always it thought is. it was. Uh-huh. I always am like, is that? I've always thought it's Jordan Hare. Nope, it's Jordan Hare. Huh. What are you? <clears throat> one of those, um, <clears throat> one of those just uh, regional things, I guess. Mm. It looks like Jordan, but it's. Sounds like Jordan. Mm. Well, I'm not going to give it a war eagle because we're all tied. But uh, what are you doing down in uh, the bad part of Alabama? <laughs> well, uh, a few years ago, I played for the Falcons. Yes. Um, and my my beautiful wife worked at Emory uh, University um, Hospital there and made a good friend who's getting married this weekend. And we got invited down. So, oh. you know, quick trip, brought the kids out to Atlanta and – you know, pointed out, hey, there's where mom and dad used to live. And then I said, cool, all right, where do we get hamburgers? And so, you know, and then so we kind of bopped around Atlanta and, you know, did a little bit of southern, a little fried chicken, some uh, some collard greens, and, and then drove on down to uh, Auburn here. So, yeah, it's been an interesting couple of days. How long were you in Atlanta for? I was there for about a year and a half, almost two years. Yeah, did you like – I spent – I spent like maybe four months. We were down there. That's where I went when my agent sent me down for like combine prep to like learn how mm-hmm. to like uh, run and jump, and it didn't work very well. But uh, I loved the <laughs> I loved the Atlanta area. I know it's like it was it's a weird thing because you're like when you're getting ready for the combine, it's not like you get out and see a ton of the city. But I uh, I enjoyed my my brief uh, dalliance down there in, in the South. You know, I I tell people that um, if I didn't have Portland, you know, if I didn't have, you know, for a whole host of reasons, you know, family connections yeah. and, you know, have, have, you know, my established home there, we, we would live in Atlanta. Yeah. It was a wonderful place to be. Um, it was an incredible mix of people and cultures and food and sports and art and parks and it was a it was a wonderful place to live and i mean yeah i'll be i'd be lying if i said i wasn't disappointed when uh when when i got cut um because um so it was they uh it was dj shockley and chris redmond and myself mm-hmm. um were essentially going to be the backup to matt ryan and they they had just paid red given him a bonus and so i was a uh I was an easy one to let go of at the time, and 
you know, we were reminiscing as we were driving back on the freeway that right after I got cut and I was driving to the, the airport to leave, I got a speeding ticket. So it was kind of like a, you know, here's a swift kick in the butt on the way out of town. But, you know, had we not, had I not gotten released, I, I could see spending, you know, four or five years down there and, you know, sitting behind Matt and, and really enjoying life. But, you know, things take a different turn. Yeah. Do you think a place like that could have ever pulled you away? But let's say you, you have a, a run down there where it's five, six years. Do you think anything could have pulled you out of the Northwest or is this just always, no matter what, this would end up being home? No, this is home. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it, it's a, it's a no brainer. It's no question. Um, I don't know. You know, so it, I think I'm pretty unique in the fact that I have such um, you know, we've talked about this before. I mean, I've got I got some pretty significant roots, yeah, um, and and a connection to um, to the Northwest. That you know, a lot of people have family, but um, you know, whether or not family stays together or family moves for jobs. I mean, we've got ninety percent of our family and a big family right in the right in not only you know in the Northwest, but right in there in Portland and you know with a couple in Bend and a couple in Newburgh. I mean, it, it's 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 a good chunk of people. So, um, yeah, I, I I would always be coming back. Yeah. But if I didn't, it would be Atlanta. Yeah, as I say, everyone usually has that, like, one other. I think most people that have spent some time different places, there's always that one place, right? You're like, yeah, this is home, but there's always that but, right? There's always that, mm-hmm. that little caveat, you know, whether you go on vacation someplace or, again, you spend a couple months, there's always that one other that if – you know, if the doors slid a different way, you know, you could see yourself, uh, you could see yourself down there. Oh, that was a, that was an interesting Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. movie reference. Yeah, abs- in there. Well, I'm tickled to death that you picked that up. I sit across from this boob Isaac Rott most days, although he's banned us again. <laughs> it's the most disappointing thing when he sets you up perfectly for like a wonderful movie reference. And then you say it and he just, and he knows that you're referencing something like he kind of acknowledges, but you know that he has no clue. It's just and then you ask yourself, why do I even bother? It's like being in a relationship <laughs> and you, you, you cook a wonderful meal and he doesn't even appreciate it. It's just so <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> he's probably thinking about golf is what he's doing. <laughs> I think he's, he's down in Kansas. Like he's, he's down there visiting his mom and pop. You know, they're at that age. They get a little old and, you know, you got to you got to take the uh, the time while you can to make sure that you're. You're you're going down there and visiting them for all the the big moments. You know they're they're getting up there a little bit. You know the and and he is yeah. a he's a long way from home. He did not. I think yeah. I think it's easier to to set up like go back to your roots when you're from Portland and when you're from Salina, Kansas. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna leave that leave that there. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna let you be the one to say that. Well, it's it's true, right? Like. I, I always ask, like, if, if you've ever, you know, you're driving across country or you meet someone, like, from Grable, Wyoming, and you meet someone from Timbuktu, like, Iowa or Nebraska, and I always think to myself, who the hell lives here? And the answer is people that were born there. I think the study is it's, like, 80-something percent of people live within, like, 100 miles, 200 miles from where they were born. Like, because yeah. no one's voluntary, no one's voluntarily moving to Iowa, I don't believe anyone's like, you know where I want to end up? Nebraska. No, you just. (laughs) Des Moines. Exactly. (laughs) Des Moines is like an Applebee's. A lot of people go there, but no one sets out to go there. You just end up there. Somehow it's just like, I don't know. We're just at Applebee's. And so you sit down and you eat it and you shovel your fat face for some wings and a a half-price cocktail and you're you're happy enough. You're like, yeah, this is is what it is. That's, That's how you end up there. 
People moved. And on that note, yeah, people moved to Portland. People moved to San Diego. People moved to Atlanta. No one like they on a conscious decision. No one moves to Des Moines on purpose. Now it's your your company moves you there, and you're like, damn it, is it too late to start over? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> So. How did we get? Whenever Roth is gone, yeah. we go off on these incredible it's, tangents. It goes sideways. Well, we will talk about this because uh, we we had this discussion earlier. So Oregon's got a bye week, and you know this this next one is is a biggie. Like you, you think about it, you get blown out by Georgia week one, and it's like this kind of malaise sets in, and you're like, all right, well, you know, we tested ourselves against the best, and you know, you found out it's it's not there and now you're kind of setting yourself up for this season and you're like, "Oh, maybe we're going to have, you know, 8-9 wins and it'll still be a good year and you know, if things break our way." Well, here you are. You've looked great since. You've climbed back up to a high national ranking and next week you host an undefeated basically top 10 matchup with with UCLA. And we were discussing earlier in the in the show Whoever ends up coming out on top, I think you've got a legitimate Heisman Trophy candidate, whether it's Bo Nix or whether it's DTR. If one of those has a big performance in this game and and is kind of the, the star on, on national television, not only is, is UCLA or Oregon in a real national conversation of, of hey, are, are these, especially if it's UCLA, right, because they're still undefeated, but if Oregon wins, that conversation of, hey, is this a playoff team? And, hey, is this a Heisman Trophy candidate? I think there's – I don't think people are appreciating, at least right now, how big Autzen Stadium is going to be this this coming weekend. Well, I think you brought up two different points. I would completely agree with you in the winner of this team – or winner of this game sets themselves up to, to make a run at the play. Yeah, I was having this conversation the other day with someone – this reminds me of our 2000 season in that we lost right at the beginning of the year to Wisconsin, right? You know, it wasn't a blowout, mind yeah. you. So, you know, but still, we, you know, we, we weren't in the national spotlight in any, you know, we were trying to climb in. And so that was our, that was our chance. We got booted out. Then all of a sudden we run off nine straight, right? And then you're, we go down to court and we don't need to talk about what happened in Corvallis, <laughs> but we went down to the to Corvallis that year. Yeah. And and it was two nine and one teams and we were both in the top 10. And that was, that was an opportunity there at the end of the season that you don't see in August, right? right? You don't have that foresight, you know, all it is is, man, we got beat, you know, the, the ceiling is caving in, all hell is going to break loose. But if you string four, six, eight of these things together, all of a sudden you put yourself back in a position because what, you know, we had this conversation last year and what is it? 18 years that, uh, uh, or every year, a one loss team has made it into the playoffs. And, yes. and, you know, it's been some years where a two loss team has gotten in. So th- there's no reason why the winner of this game would not set themselves up to make a run at a playoff spot. That, that That's a given, especially with how Oregon and UCLA, for that matter, are, are playing now. They've both continued to improve as the year has gone on. Now, and this is just my opinion, I think between DTR and Bo, Bo Nix, I think if UCLA wins this and, and, and he plays well, then I do think that he's going to be a legitimate contender in the Heisman conversation. I just have a gut feeling if it's the other way around that if Oregon wins and Bo plays well, 
that the week one national TV, literally every eyeball in the country on the game, I think that impression is going to hang in people's minds. Mm. And I'm not saying that, that, that it can't be washed away, but yeah. sometimes it's tough to get rid of, you know, you never get a second chance to make a first impression, yeah. right? And that was the impression that Oregon and Bo Nix made on the entire country, especially the SEC, who had seen him play for the better part of the last three, you know, three plus years. And the commentary coming out of it was same old Bo, mm. right? He's making the same mistakes in his senior year that he made in his freshman year. And so that, that, that narrative I think will continue to stick with him. Now, I would love, I, based on just how they are playing, I think he would absolutely deserve. I mean, no, there are very few people in the country who are playing better than him right now. Yeah. I mean, the, it, it's it's been amazing to watch him progress week by week. Literally every single week, he has gotten better. But I think he's going to have a hard time overcoming that week one impression in the eyes of a lot of voters around the country. That's a good point because, you know, there, there is some bias there. You remember a couple of years, you know, whether it's Toby Gerhardt or Andrew Luck, uh, you know, they weren't on the undefeated team. They weren't on the best team in the country. And, you know, they mm-hmm. just they never got the, the I think. In fact, I think three years in a row they were the run up. I think Luck was the run up two years in a row. And then Gerhardt should have won. I think that was the year they gave it to right. Trent Richardson. and. And that, that's a good point. Out West, it's it's hard to gain respect. And it's a shame because for all the flack that, that Bo has gotten over his career, and, and some of it I'm sure is warranted, and after that Georgia game where I don't think he played horrible, I'm with he has been – this is the best quarterback play that we've seen at Oregon in a, in a while. And I'd even make the argument some of the years that we had Justin Herbert, who truly is a special quarterback – but I think was very limited now we can see by what Cristobal was doing offensively. You look at the efficiency and his ability to run the ball, I hope Oregon fan appreciates how good a quarterback play they're seeing right now out of Bo Nix, not just with his arms but with his legs and decision-making. Well, I think it's different because he's doing everything well, right? He's also running. He's not just throwing the ball. You know, we're used to seeing – you know, Herbert throwing for three and a quarter and a couple t- touchdowns, yeah, yeah. right? But Bo was going out there and going 17 for 21 yeah. for 220, a couple touchdowns, and still running for three more touchdowns, right? The yeah, balance yeah. is is unbelievable. And that's what makes this offense right now so difficult to defend is because not only do you have to defend a passing game that's completing, you know, since the since the Georgia game, I think they're, they're over 75% completions. I mean, you know, they're pushing 80%. I mean, that that's amazing. And now you've got three three runners, you know, two backs and Bo, mm-hmm. who are all averaging over, what, six yards a carry six, right six now? Six and a half, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's an incredible offense to watch, an incredibly – because of its balance. And Bo is the Bo's the one that makes it go right now. It's 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 pretty special what we're seeing. I mean, think about it. So a couple teams are going to lose. This is going to be probably next week through because both of them have the bye. I'm guessing this is going to be eight versus ten, maybe even eight versus nine. And I just go back and I, and I don't. I'm not against playing them. I love playing the preseason games. I love the opportunities. But UCLA played one of the weakest non-conferences in the country, and they've proved it since. Right? They've they've got a couple big wins. I'm not. UCLA is really really good. But just think about what we're talking about here. And game day will be here. But think about what would happen if Oregon had played uh, Fordham instead of Georgia. (laughs) Think about the narrative. You're probably now talking about number five versus number eight. And that Heisman Trophy thing, to your point, would certainly be 
uh, more of a topic here in Oregon with the way he's playing. He's in play. Yeah. 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 Let, let me ask you this, though. So UCLA beat Washington. You, who did UCLA play? Oh, they beat Utah. Utah. Excuse me. Utah. They, they beat Utah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I was thinking, like, have they really proved yeah. it? But yes, the last – because I still and, – and it's difficult. I still – and this kind of goes to my point about, about Bo and wiping that first impression. The first time I really saw UCLA play this year was against South Alabama. Yeah, and they looked terrible. And that was – They should have lost. They should have lost. Yeah, they should have. And they were celebrating a last-second field yeah. win against South Alabama. I was like, what the yeah. hell is going on? Yeah. But yeah, since then they've looked. They've consistently got better every single week, and that's look. It, it's not what you do week one. Yeah. It's how you survive and continue to get better and playing your best ball come November and then December. Yeah, hey, I I laughed at them when they were playing UW. I was like, they're going to get exposed because I'd seen them play the three games early on, and I was like, there's nothing here that impresses me, and. <laughs> And then they, they, they shut me up. I mean, they've proved it. And you say it looks good. Shows how smart you are. Well, I think you've got <laughs> arguably the two best teams in the conference, that and USC. And I think it's going to be a hell of a, uh, a game next week. I'm excited for it. All right, we'll put a pin in that. When we come back, I want to transition because we were talking about quarterback play there with DTR and uh, obviously Bo Nix. I want to switch to the NFL game because quarterback topic. Uh, bit of a uh, bit of a situation this year in the NFL with some of the poor play we're seeing, especially Thursday night, which – I think we had 46 straight possessions on Thursday Night Football without a touchdown before we actually scored one. So I want to talk about NFL quarterback play with Joey Harrington. Football Friday when we come back right here on The Fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back in here, Football Friday. We're talking with Joey Harrington. Um, I mentioned there before the break I wanted to talk about the NFL. Did you happen to catch any of Thursday Night Football, or were you smart and just avoid that uh, at all costs because it hurt your eyes? I actually did not watch it this week. Mm, However, I saw plenty of highlights or lowlights and um, and heard heard all about it. Yeah, it's... It, it was bad, and, and you know, and Justin Fields is is getting buried today, and now you're getting the people that are coming out and saying, well, it's unfair, and you know, he's not been given anything to to work with, and, and we haven't seen a lot of the young quarterbacks blossom. Maybe the hope that that we did when we talked about this could be a historic quarterback class, and we've just seen kind of quarterback play that a couple of years ago it, it felt like we were talking about this is like this this new age of quarterbacks and it's never been a better time to be a quarterback and it's in great hands. And now you've seen Burrow struggle a little bit. And some of the older guys finally showing their age with Brady and Rogers and the young guys haven't quite developed. So I asked the question, what exactly is, is it a, you know, is, is it what defenses are doing in the whole cover two shell and the Fangio system? Is it poor offensive line play? What can we kind of attribute? It seems like we we've taken a, a step back in quarterback play from, from a couple years ago. Well, okay. If I'm looking at this critically, and and I've never, I will preface this by saying that um, I've always been a bit skeptical of people that leave in, in in free agency and expect expect things to be exactly the way they were from where they left, right? Sure. You know, we've had this conversation before. You know, there were really only, and in, in, in my opinion, three or four guys there for a stretch that could truly pick up 
and move somewhere else and do what they were doing again, right? Peyton, when he goes to Indy to Denver, Breeze, when he goes from from San Diego to New Orleans, but really it was only that one year in San Diego, right? Yeah. Um, You know, we thought it was Rodgers and then, you know, Brady, you know, we never thought that we'd actually see him leave, but he did leave and then he went and won a Super Bowl, right? When Russell Wilson leaves Seattle and goes to Denver, and we had this discussion. Mean, I'll, I'll say it right now that you know I'm, I'm a bit biased, but I think I'm, I was more realistic about what the outcome was going to be. Absolutely. You've you've got you've got eight years of comfort. You've got re- relations. You know that there's so much to be said for comfort and confidence. When Devontae Adams picks up and leaves Aaron Rodgers, when people just expect Aaron Rodgers to find another Devontae Adams, like I think there's a lot of when you know offensive line for Tampa gets you know lose lose an O lineman that goes to um, Cincinnati and then they get manhandled with injuries. Mm-hmm. You know th- there is a lot of I think there's a lot of change in the league this year and that change has bred discomfort and that is the discomfort breeds hesitancy and hesitancy means you're late and when you're late you're wrong right there's there's a lot of change in the league this year and whether it's Carson Wentz going from Philly to Indy to Washington or whether it's um, you know Russell Wilson going to to Denver or I mean pick pick your poison right there's I think there's so much change and and I would say more than more than usual because of course there's there's free agency every year but there are a lot of big name big moves this year that I think have kind of rocked the rocked the boat a little bit now I also think it's it's defenses finally let's say figuring out how to play against these offenses with the with say the rules that have been established, mm-hmm. you know, minus the, the roughing the passer garbage that's been happening <laughs> the last couple of weeks. I think defenses are finally figuring out, yeah. all right, what does it take to play good defense against or within the rules that are set up for offenses to be successful? And I think, you know, and this happened, it, it's cyclical, yeah. right? Yep. It's, it's what Lovey Smith did with, you know, the, and, and uh, Monty Kiffin did with Tampa too. You know, the zone blitz. Yeah. You know, when all of a sudden you got pressure coming off the front side, and now you got a defensive end who's dropping into a space where I thought that, you know, originally there was going to be somebody free. Like, the defenders get paid too, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was always, a th- you know, that was always the comment. Like, hey, those guys are on scholarship too, right? Yeah. There's good players on both sides of the football. And so I think it's a combination of a lot of offensive guys moving to new places that – are, are, are a bit uncomfortable and def- defenses that are starting to kind of figure it out. And, mm-hmm. You know, like Tom said, you know, last week, he's like, man, I've, I've been watching a lot of bad football. And, <laughs> and I think that, yeah, I mean, this, <laughs> that's, that's calling a spade a spade right now. There are very few teams, you know, outside of Kansas city, Buffalo, Philly, yeah. Buffalo, um, you know, that you can truly say week in and week out, you know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. Isn't it Dallas? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it always cute though? Like we, a couple of years ago, like we're, we're saying that like, Oh, you know, no one can play defense anymore. And you know, it's completely set up for the offense and, you know, these teams are going to score 50 points and this is the future of the NFL. And it, it, there is always, no matter what you come up with, there is always an answer. Someone is getting paid a lot of money to sit in a room somewhere 
and make people uncomfortable. And I, I love that about the NFL. I know a lot of people are complaining about bad ball, but I love the the back and forth. It's like last year, you know, finally we saw people contain Kansas City. It's like, great, we're going to play a too-high shell. We're going to keep everything in front, and we're going to take away your crossing routes. Find a way to beat it. And Kansas City struggled last year a, a little bit. And now you've seen Kansas City with no Tyree Kill. They've made adjustments. And now other teams are going to have to make adjustments. And San Francisco made an adjustment a couple years ago by going to a power run game. And, and and saying, fine, we'll be the one team that'll run. The Ravens did this, you know, where they're they're going all in with their plus one run game and their quarterback. I, I don't mind seeing some bad ball because to me it's just like you said, it's a they're on scholarship too. It's this give and take between offenses and defenses and and when one side is is getting the better of the other, someone will come up with a way to counter it and then everyone else will copy it. And the system goes round and around and again. So I just uh, it, it always I don't, I don't like when we go one way or the other. Where we say, well, all offenses are crappy or all defenses, you know, can't be stopped. And it's just I feel like every three or four years we have this this conversation, and yet we always have short memories when it when it comes to yeah. These I think I, I think we have balance. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's you know, call it bad football. I mean, I think we've just been so used to seeing high flying, explosive offensive football for the better part of the last half decade yeah. that. You know, when we actually see defenses playing well outside of Baltimore giving up 17-point <laughs> leads back-to-back weeks, yeah. you know, I, you know, people think, oh, this is bad. Well, no, it's 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 just balanced. Well, unless I mean, it's football unless it's, wasn't necessarily meant to be played in a 49 to 42 final score. Although, let's can we just Washington and Chicago? That was bad offense. Just just saying, I'm glad you didn't have to watch it because <laughs> that was did it, it's. It, it, it was bad. I mean, no offense to Carson Wentz. Anybody who tuned in expecting anything different, shame on you. Seriously, like, that's yeah. your own fault. Like, it, it was, are you going to turn on the Bears and 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 Washington and actually think you're going to see an offensive shootout? No, it was, you know what you're getting into. So it, I got no, I have no sympathy for you. And yet, 13 million people tuned in on a streaming service. 13 million tuned in on Amazon to watch that thing. I'm convinced that the NFL. I, I don't think there's anything the NFL could do to get people to stop watching. I mean, it's just because if that's – you put it on a streaming and they're like, well, the numbers are going to go down because you got to have Amazon Prime and you have to have good games. No, no, you don't. You really, really don't. I think you could – like that Christmas log fire that you put up there, you know, I think you could just run that with the <laughs> NFL Shield and I think you get 10 million people to tune in on Thursday and be like, if I stare at this thing long enough, the game has to start. <laughs> Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. If I, I swear they're teasing us, if I just stay here and keep it on, they'll eventually click over to something. So everyone that complains about the NFL and, oh, the quarterback player, oh, roughing the passer, well, guess what? You get to vote with your eyeballs, and people are voting with their eyeballs and saying, put it in my veins. Give me more bears. Give me more commanders. That's what people are saying. It's sad. It's like a drug. <laughs> I, I can't disagree. I, and this is an entirely another uh, entire new conversation about the the money that these NFL owners and the NFL itself they're making it hand over fist. Yeah, and yeah. it is what did Amazon pay for it? Billion dollars for one game, a billion dollars. Billion dollars, one game a week. They yep. played a paid a billion dollars. Yep. <laughs> and they're saying it's working out. I guess after week one, uh, there was a memo that I guess got leaked saying that more people signed up for Amazon Prime on that day than any other day in the history of Amazon. Uh, more people signed up for that. So, and, and I guess it's continuing. Every Thursday, people are, 
are, are literally like signing up for it because they're like, oh, how do I get the ah crap? Oh, well, what the hell? Is it thirteen bucks a month? Sure. So apparently, the billion dollar investment so far is is uh, is going pretty good for for Amazon. Well, and the, the good part about it is you can watch football and buy groceries at the same time. <laughs> you know, they could have them delivered. I mean, that's it's really a two for one kind of deal. So you, it's it's you're actually losing money if you don't sign up. Exactly. I mean, that's how I look at it. <laughs> I couldn't afford to not get it. Well, all right, man. Well, uh, we will let you go to Jordan Hare. Uh, have fun down at the wedding, and uh, we'll catch up next week on a Friday, and uh, we'll be on the eve of what I think is the Pac-12 game of the year and, and might be you know a, a preview of a Pac-12 title game. Remember, uh, no divisions this year, top two teams. And so, I mean, I guess we'd have it either way. You know, UCLA is down there. But I think we got a preview potentially of a Pac-12 title game. We look forward to breaking out a little bit more next Friday with you, Joey Harrington. All right, buddy. Always good to talk to you. Joey's appearances each and every week brought to you by BMW of Portland, where relationships matter and mods PDX. The future of building is now coming up next. The club as in club 1080 right here. 1080 to the fan. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.